This Kansas State Wildcats edition of the Big 12 Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon scores with some perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Hey, and we are also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use the promo code CFBX for $20 off. And hey, it's football season, and we are also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the promo code S or DGEN. New customers can score two spents instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football game. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code DGEN. And welcome, everybody, back to the Big 12 College Experience, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We got two previews left in the Big 12, the Big 14, soon to be the Big 16. And we're talking, other than West Virginia, probably my favorite team, because I hit a nice 12-1 to last year Mm. with the Kansas State Wildcats getting it done in Dallas over the TCU Horned Frogs to win the Big 12. Uh, if you're wondering who you're listening to, I am Moneyline Mac, a.k.a. the former, former video coordinator for Bob Huggins, former Kansas State Wildcat coach, I may add. And I am joined each and every episode on the Big 12 Experience. First up, uh, he's got those watching on uh, YouTube.com slash college experience. He's got the K-State uh, image in the background on his TV. Who we got there? Adrian Martinez? Looks like it. I think it is Adrian yeah. Martinez. Uh, if you're wondering who that voice is, he was born in Provo, Utah. He lives in Morgantown, West Virginia. He even got family in Ames, Iowa. He is a walking contradiction. He is rambling. Rush, how are you, Rush? Doing great, and Kansas State fans, don't hold it against me for my my family in Ames, Iowa. I respect the hell out of Kansas State. Always, uh, When we were student here, Ryan, those always seemed like West Virginia, Kansas State games always went down to the wire, so... It definitely uh, going to be interesting to see how they follow up uh, last year's Big 12 championship this year because now they have a little bit of a target on their backs, not not so much uh, going underwater like they did uh, last year. Indeed, yeah. No, back to the Bill Snyder days of winning big-time football games in November and December. Those uh, wondering who the three-hole batter is today, he's got his purple Kansas State Wildcats polo on. He is uh, always fighting a family civil war within the Big 12, whether it's in Stillwater, Norman, uh, Waco, you name it. He's everywhere. He's got a seed in uh, or spread in Orlando, Cincinnati. He is the Big 12 guru, and he loves him some Wildcats too. What's up, Troy? That's that's my boy Andrew in the chat already. I just – that's what I was sending him the link when we were doing the intro song. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going out to visit them to go to the Little Apple and, and go to Bill Snyder Family Stadium for the first time. I uh, I love me some K-State fans. My my boss at work is a K-State grad, and and Ryan will, you know, always wear his Kansas State gear no matter what what year it is. They just they just seem like loyal fans, pretty cool people, and uh, 
you know, they a lot of these Big 12 champions recently have had the drop off year after they made it made it to Dallas or made it to wherever the championship was, Kansas City or whatnot. But hopefully Kansas State doesn't do that. I think uh, they return some guys in the right spots that should be a pretty exciting season for them. Yeah, and you, you let's dive right into it because we talked about it. they get it done in the Big 12 last year. They finish 2022, the magical season, 10 and 4, 7 and 2 in the Big 12 uh, play. They actually dropped a non con <laughs> game to Tulane. Uh, unfortunately, kind of got drilled in the Sugar Bowl against Alabama, but I mean, a- Alabama was angry. They played all their guys that day. Bryce Young, uh, Anderson played as well, but. K-State really caught lightning in a bottle after that Texas loss early November. Um, Winners of five straight, and it really happened when Will Howard took over the reins for Adrian Martinez. Rush, uh, what did you think of these Wildcats other than very impressive last year, and where where did you really start buying into these cats down the stretch? Hey, if you're going to lose, lose your your non-con. I mean, as much as people don't want to until your fast start, but if you're going to lose, lose there. And obviously we found out later in the season that Tulane loss really wasn't the loss it seemed like at the time. Yeah, Um, beat USC. (laughs) Yeah, that that too. They went on a great, uh, they went on a great run there. But I think the the magic forum really started and where it's kind of started in previous years, but maybe fizzled out is, is beating Oklahoma and giving that early Oklahoma loss. Yeah. They, they ended up losing two games after that TCU, but of course they made that up in the, the big 12 championship. And of course that, that Texas game was, was a really good game where they, where they had a chance there. Um, but, but I think that early win against Oklahoma, as it's shown in previous season, gives them that initial boost. Um, and last year they were able to, to take it and run. So I think, it, I think it kind of started from the beginning. I um I don't think you can knack them that hard for that Tulane loss as as you were saying Tulane's a pretty dang good football team and probably themselves could have competed with the likes of TCU and Texas and Oklahoma State last year. Uh, it's very weird that they decided to go back to Adrian Martinez for that Texas game and I don't know how much of a difference it makes because if I remember right he played pretty well in that game, but. There's just something about the the fact that Kansas State wants to play that like ball control. We can run in between the tackles. We've got the big guys up front. Um, and I think Will Howard really, really fits into that role really well of a, a somewhat of a game manager and whatnot. But yeah, I don't that Texas game's gotta they gotta be kicking themselves over that last year because they they probably could have gotten TCU's spot in the college football playoff if they if their only loss would have been to them and then they got them back in the conference title game. So uh, you just really I mean, once again, you return a quarterback at the college level and you just you, it's automatically more hype just right there. So mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say, uh, Rush, I remember the, the Saturday night game in Norman like it was yesterday, and I, I was on K-State money line that night. They beat – I mean, that was they never a game. They no, just it wasn't. physically dominated the line of scrimmage. Uh, Martinez had four rushing touchdowns. Uh, Deuce, the, they will they do lose Deuce, and we'll talk about what they gained through the portal, although they're not a big portal team either. But that kind of – they kind of came on the stage. They got caught looking ahead against Tulane to Oklahoma – and honestly, they would have swept TCU if Adrian Martinez didn't get hurt and Will Howard didn't get hurt. They that's a good point. They point lead in that game. They're up three possessions, and that's why I felt really good about them winning that game in Dallas on the rematch. Um, 
the Texas game, I think, kind of uh, it kind of woke him up a little bit. Uh, they had just drilled Gundy in in Manhattan, and then Kill Will me. Howard actually was banged up, and they went back to Martinez. Martinez wasn't bad that game, but you could just tell this offense got into another gear once Will Howard uh, more efficient with the ball than Adrian Martinez and then Rush when they came to Morgantown. They were in full playoff mode mm-hmm. or postseason mode, and they were just a well-oiled machine. And you could just tell that they were getting ready to go on a run. So um, let's talk uh, Chris Kleiman. He is headed into his fifth year in Kansas State. Um, we Go check out our Big 12 coaches rankings. He was, I think, second or third. Maybe uh, – I think, Rush, you might have actually had him at the top. I, I, I had was- both of these guys, Howard and Kleiman, at the top going into okay. this year yeah so so yeah both i mean unanimously in the top two to three why has chris Kleiman been the right guy in manhattan coming over from north dakota state to replace a legend bill snyder well not an easy gig well i i think you just you just said it he came over from north dakota state and not yeah. only was he worked his way up through the coordinator ranks there i mean he was the head coach there so he's seen it from multiple levels and, and the success he's had at North Dakota state obviously has shown. And then he gets a job. He stays in the Midwest and just goes South a little bit. He knows he, he, he knows that region of the country. He knows who he's appealing to. Obviously it's shown up in the transfer portal um, with not, I mean, the people leaving were, they really didn't lose anyone that, that they needed to keep. I mean, we brought up Deuce Vaughn, but I mean, he's lighting it up in preseason for the Cowboys right now. And then, you know, they're top, guys coming in or can fill some serious holes for them. So I I think he's a great recruiter. I think he understands the part of the country he's in. And obviously he can build a great culture. And uh, the culture thing, like the, the fit between Kansas state being a program that's, you know, not going to knock your socks off and recruiting and bring in the Joe five stars all the time. Kleiman knows how to, how to develop these kids, especially if they want to stay around for multiple years. And I think that just fits that, that Manhattan area really, really well of, you know, we want you to kind of become a part of this town more than just be a, an athlete here or something like that. And, you know, all the guys that do it pretty well around there, they end up getting their flowers. So whether it's been Bill Snyder or Kleiman and, I think it's just it was just a, a home run fit in terms of how he wants to play to the the style that Kansas State already kind of had as and and keep people around and really develop guys instead of just bring in two year dudes that see it at the NFL all the time. I think he's also too like in the movie Miracle, like he says. The coach says, hey, I'm not looking for the best players. I'm looking for the right players. And that's what it seems like he embodies there at Kansas State. And that's why it's been such a great fit. And that's why, you know, we even saw last year, I mean, even with their third stringer still had a chance to win that Texas game. I mean, he he he, he makes the most of what he has. Yes, he does, indeed. And I, I think the right – you both said the word, culture. Their culture there is, is top-notch. I mean, you just look at West Virginia, for example, not to make this about W because we're West Virginia guys – but him and Neil Brown are in the same year. Neil Brown's headed into his fifth year. So is Chris Kleiman. K-State's coming off a Big 12 championship. West Virginia, Neil Brown's on the hot seat. Those jobs aren't that much different. But the way that Kleiman's been able to 
uh, build off of the Bill Snyder culture and really run with it. He's just taking it to another level. And this program isn't going anywhere. They didn't lose anybody in the portal where everybody loses people in the portal because he's got a good, really good culture. Uh, we will talk 2023 and what uh, came in and out of this program on the other side. But first, we got to talk about game time because college football is back. And you're wanting to get over to Bill Snyder Stadium uh, because, I mean, ticket, tickets are expensive nowadays. I'm sure everybody's looking at at Missouri if you're a Kansas State Wildcat, an old Big 12 rivalry going on the road to see if you can get it done once again in Columbia. Rush, you're a big uh, game time guy as well. Game time guy, I should say. I stuttered all my words there. Um, talk about some of the experiences you've had using game time over the years, whether it's at the Nationals games or just different events. Yeah, game time has been great. I've actually been a, using it since its inception. Uh, so definitely one of those where it's like, yeah, w- w- they're paying us for this, but we don't have to fluff anything. Um, you know, I've used it, Ryan, Troy, we've all met up at Nats games together. Yep. I love where they show you where you're able to sit before the games. Uh, just there, it definitely is the best app for getting tickets, the most user-friendly. Um, and they, st- they stand by their guarantee with, with their best tickets. So always appreciate game time. And then the fact that of course they're a sponsor of this show, it's, it's awesome. So appreciate all that they do. Yes, it is. And you know, you got to get the images of your seats before you buy. So you know exactly where you're sitting. That's pivotal. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. You don't need any of those hard tickets and that crap anymore. So you never have to dig through your email into your spam folder. I got enough emails coming in and out, enough <laughs> people trying to spam me for money with all these people that want to pay for picks. Uh, use the promo code CFBX. Uh, snag those tickets without threats with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and, re- and redeem code that is CFBX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And, hey, you know what else? College football is here. You know what that means. Underdog fantasy back. Our underdog fantasy is back. And August is almost over, which means September's here. And that means college football. And time is running out to for you to get over there and uh, draft your fantasy football team on underdog fantasy get your championship ready with your home league by trying to get the best ball in underdog fantasy all you do is a snake draft no waivers no trades just draft your team you uh forget it and underdog does the rest for you i mean try it out with underdog's best ball mania tournament that they're doing the largest fantasy football contest for all 15 million dollars totals up uh for prizes of grabs including an absurd 30 million dollars Going to the winner. Do you have what it takes to win it all? Well, get over to Underdog if you think. Visit underdogfantasy.com and find them in the app and uh, sign up with the promo code SGPN to get a uh, first deposit doubled up to $100. That's the Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Give out an Underdog Fantasy pick them that we like. Uh, what do we think, guys? I kind of like uh, Jack State. I think I think Jack State's a really good play. Go check out Noah's uh, eighteen to one parlay on online, where it's FIU, Jack State, and Ohio in week zero. That's our uh, week zero underdog pick'em parlay. Um, and if you got any concerns, of course, please call one eight hundred Gambler. And we are back on the Big Twelve College Experience, talking Kansas State Wildcats. Those watching on YouTube.com/slash College Experience see. 
The over-under win total is set at eight and a half. They finished with nine wins last year, so right right on par. Um, seven to one to win the Big 12. Quite frankly, disrespectful considering where Texas and Oklahoma are at in the odds. 150 to one to win the national championship. Rush, I'll kick it to you here. Is it a little bit of a low win total here, in your opinion, at eight and a half, or is it set perfectly? No, I, I think it's right. And when we go through their schedule, is there's there's going to be there's two three game stretches where where they go through that they're gonna need to get two out of three wins from right. You know, we go this one game by game, but when you kind of chunk it together, they have three. Two, three hard game stretches. A lot of numbers there. I might have confused some people. But we'll explain <laughs> it on the other side of things when we do the schedule. But it's also what Troy said. It's it's coming out of um, – you just won the Big 12. Now you have a little bit more of a target on your back. It's We haven't really seen – when's the last time we saw someone get to the Big 12 championship game two years in a row? Oklahoma in, what, 1920, if, <laughs> I, if I'm not mistaken. So it's been a few years. It seems like it's been new – new competition every year. So people are going to come after Kansas state. They're not just going to hang low like they did um, previously. That's uh, to clarify, Rush, it's 19 and 20. It sounded like you said at 1920 because of how much oh, parity there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we're not that. We're not that much. We might be the, the conference of the middle class. Yeah. The 2019 year, 2020 uh, year. So, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's, it's been great for the big 12 the past few years. So, We'll see if Kansas can can repeat. I mean, it, at first glance, the eight and a half does look a little low, but I think it's set right because of their uh, the third non-con game. They go on the road to Missouri. I think if that was home, it might be nine. But um, I think it's going to be right there. I mean, they a slip up means that they're going to hit the under in my mind. One one slip up could be the under for them, but um. Again, they just they don't lose too much from last year, and in a couple in a couple of the positions where they did lose, they were able to kind of reload with a couple of of, of their own transfer guys. So, I I initially just lean over right away just because of the Kansas State program. I think I'm with you, Troy. I think I lean over, but like you said. They'll probably be dogs, and they got a couple tough road spots. I mean, you mentioned the Missouri spot, but you also got – I mean, they're going to be a dog at Texas. That line's already out, uh, even though I think they're going to beat Texas. But we'll we'll talk about the actual game uh, on the other side. But, I mean, you got tough spots. You got to go to Lubbock. Uh, you got to go to Stillwater. And then, I mean, Kansas has not been able to get them, but this is probably Kansas's best shot to get Kansas State in a while they've lost, I think 15 yes. in a row, but I mean, they're getting them in Lawrence. There's no track there anymore. I know Kansas fans love to bust our chops about our track take on uh, K- uh, the Kansas uh, Jayhawks uh, stadium. But yeah, I think it's a tough schedule. So um, go ahead, rush. You got so something? I think just to clarify the, the two, three game stretches I'm talking about is uh, at Oklahoma state at Texas tech, and then against yep. TCU, and then they play Houston at home, and then it's at Texas, Baylor, at Kansas. So it's a, it's they, they definitely spot. need to go. Yeah, those are tricky spots. The, uh, those two three-game series, they need to go at least win two of each of them. I, I, I think that's how that's how you get back to this championship game. Yep. 
And I, if they're going to do so, I don't think it's any secret what they're going to do. They're going to run the ball right down your throat. Yes, Deuce Vaughn is not there, but you got Trayshawn Ward coming in. You got DJ Giddens as well behind this very, very experienced offensive line. All five starters mm-hmm. are back from a team that's very physical. Everybody's back on their defensive line as well. And, um, and, and we mentioned this during yeah. the West Virginia preview, but no more clock stoppages on first down to move the chain. So that's another 13 seconds of every rushing first down that Kansas State gets this year that they're just going to be able to eat away. This is just a really good team in the trenches once again. And there, I think the formula, the blueprint is there already, uh, whether it's Bill Snyder climbing. They're just going to beat the shit out of you and basically – put you in submission hold and just grind you out for 60 minutes. That's, that's their memo. That's what they do in Manhattan on the football side of things. Uh, Rush, what do you think of this roster coming back? Obviously I glass is definitely half full, even though they lose Deuce Vaughn, who was unbelievable for them. Oh, I think it's more than half full. I think it's 80% yeah. full. I think, but that last 20% is about it, what separates going to a championship game, winning a championship than, than not. Um, they have a great linebacking core. Front seven should be all right, I think, and I think it's what you said best is is they went in the trenches on either side of the football, right? I think you have to beat this team by kind of doing that air raid. You know, we'll talk about the Texas Tech game, but I think a team like Texas Tech gives Kansas State some issues. So it, it's it and especially that I think teams have more time to kind of figure this out and know where with what they're going, and of course trench warfare. I mean. That's, you know, you, you lose a running back, you lose something. And then it it really screws up your game plan for, for the rest of the year. So it's, they did, you're right. They dominate it. I believe they have the number one quarterback at hand in the big 12 with Will Howard. I think he can do some great things, uh, but I wouldn't go full trench warfare if that makes sense. Now I, um, I also want to talk about the, uh, the weakest part of their offense is going to be their wide receiver position. I think, Mm -hmm. um, I'm not yeah, worried about I'm not worried about losing Deuce because you get Treshawn Ward and uh, I got to see live at the Cheese It Bowl. Treshawn Ward ran right through the middle of Oklahoma and looked just like a normal Big Twelve running back, gashing that defense right right up the gut. I think he had ten carries, eighty one yards, two touchdowns, just eating them. So he's going to fit right in with an even better offensive line running right up the middle against Oklahoma. To, you know, be wary of that one. But uh, I think it really helps that. Howard kind of spreads the ball out. He's not like a, he's not a guy that's going to have a favorite target that he leans on all the time. He's, he's very like, it's going to help that they're, they're, they're going to have a weak wide receiving core because he's just going to take whatever's open and know that we can probably gash you for some first down runs and make it easier on me. Anyways. Um, I am excited to see Keegan, Keegan Johnson come over from Iowa where they, uh, haven't thrown yep. more than three forward passes in the last decade. We'll see. Uh, you can't really tell how good of a wide receiver. Yeah, you can't really tell how good of a wide receiver. Hey, we know he can Iowa. block. I bet he yeah. can block. I guarantee you that <laughs> motherfucker can block. <laughs> you, hey, you never know. You might find the next Calvin Johnson. Remember when he was at Georgia Tech with That's Paul Johnson and, oh, and they, they never threw the ball? And then Megatron gets to the NFL. It's like, holy shit, where'd this guy come from? I know he still was a top 10 pick, but they did not utilize him as much as uh, as big as his talent was, especially just in the ACC. Um, we'll talk about K-State on the other side, but we got to do another ad break because it is football season. 
which means you probably wanted to bet some damn games like myself, Rush and Troy, and do so over at DraftKings because college football is back. And so are the traditions, tailgates, and great offers that DraftKings Sportsbook has. Right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they just give a $5 on any college football bet. Uh, I kind of already teased that my favorite week zero play, Rich Rod, a former West Virginia coach, on the money line against UTEP in their first FBS game. That's my number uh, one lock in week number zero. Kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the promo code DGEN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet $5 in any college football game. Only DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code DGEN. And, of course, if you got a problem, you got to call 1-800 in New York. Call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text HOPE New York. Um, in West Virginia, uh, home of the Mountaineers, you got to call 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, you got to go to the help is available at 888-789-777 or go to ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino in Kansas, for you Kansas State Wildcats out there, 21 or older, Ineligible states must be, uh, it varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details or state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expired seven days after insurance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. And finally, we are brought to you by our own SGP, Patreon. Make sure you get over there to the Patreon. Sign up today uh, to get access to exclusive contests, including our NFL win totals uh, contest with a $1,000 first place prize. The guys just recorded their first episode from all these years of being DGEN. So go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And hell, like I said, week zero is coming up. Get over there in the Discord channel for you patrons out there. It's going to be a total, total shit show, baby. The Sports Gambling Podcast has and will always give out their picks for free. Don't give in to all these freaking jackass hacks out there. Uh, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon to do your part to go against corporate gambling. That is the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. And yes, that is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. And we are back on the Big 12 College Experience. I need a shot of fireball after all them ad reads. Uh, yes, Andrew, I got to read. I got to read. I got to get it paid, man. So uh, he, he, needs to, he needs State. to write them down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, honestly, hopefully you're just winning your bet so you don't have to call that freaking number. But if you do, that you go back and rewind and you can li- uh, listen to all those numbers I just read off. So don't ask remember, me to repeat again. There, there wasn't a specific Texas one, right? Like they're not, they haven't. Uh, like forced all these companies to read their state-specific uh, gambling hotline. No. Which, after a few weeks of college football, <laughs> if we see Texas's hotline pop up in there, you know what's going on. We should create it. It's like, yeah. Call, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have people call no. us. We're gonna. We're gonna. One eight hundred. Get fucked. <laughs> we're, we're, we'll we'll save our Texas jokes because they're the final uh, preview after Kansas State. But we got to go through this team, the defending Big 12 champs, not that sorry-ass school in Austin that's leading for the SEC, that uh, to quote the deputy commissioner, they rather associate themselves with Alabama and Florida and losing to them 
than losing to Kansas State and Iowa State. Amen. I couldn't have said it better myself. So let's talk K-State Wildcats, the real defending champs in the Big 12, because they lead it off against an OVC foe, SEMO, the Red Hawks. Uh, guys, I think we got it says a win, right? Uh, yeah, I think we got weeks <laughs> one and two as a win. Yeah, I was going to say, w- uh, I'm not I'm not picking my namesake in week two. I don't know if you thought that I would go with Troy because I'm Troy, but. <laughs> well, I will say they lost to Tulane last year. Troy is not as good as Tulane, but Troy won nine games last year. Talented team in the in the fun belt, sun belt, fun belt. Um, they too were bad really Neil Brown didn't game. stay. I know, yeah. Neil Brown, the house that Neil Brown built, uh, Troy, Alabama. So, yeah, get over there to Troy, Alabama. We got it as a win, although it is a look ahead because old Big 12 rivalry here. Uh, Rush, give me your thoughts on this Missouri game where they, quite frankly, beat the shit out of Missouri last year. Yeah, and it's at Missouri this year. A lot of people have uh, Missouri as a dark horse in the in the SEC. I, I don't drink from from the Missouri uh, Kool-Aid until uh, I actually, I see it, especially I remember last year, what was those games? They, that one of those early games, they choked it away. They kept missing field goals in overtime, missing passes. Um, I'm picking Kansas state here. I think, you know, maybe a little bit closer game, especially since it's away in Columbia, Missouri, but I think they're three and O after this game. I think it's, uh, I think it's, pretty lucky on Kansas state's part that they're going to play this one at noon Eastern time, instead of letting it be at night for Missouri. Um, I'm going to go with Kansas state in this game, but I do think that this one's going to be pretty hard fought. I, I don't know. This one just seems kind of like a couple of fumbles ground and pounded a little bit. And maybe Kansas state gets out of there like 24 to 17 or, or, or 29 to 21, 28 to 21, something like that. Uh, I, I kind of like your angle, Troy. I, I think uh, Kansas State has not lost to Missouri since they decided they they were the first ones to leave from the Big 12 to the SEC. And, you know, I think a lot of people are falling in love with Missouri because they remember the Georgia game where Georgia yeah, I was, was say just that, that had to be the one Rush was talking about, wheel. right, was Georgia. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I was yeah. actually talking about the Auburn game. It was the oh, game yeah. no one wanted to win last year. And Auburn <laughs> accidentally won 17-14. to 14. <laughs> this is a this is a Big Twelve pride uh, game here. Flex your muscles here. The defending champs are going to go in there, just run the ball down their throat. But it, I'm with Troy. Physical game, they get it done. One possession. Um, there's no early look ahead. Last year they beat them forty to twelve, like we said. They beat them a couple years ago in Columbia. Think they do it again. So we all got them at three and zero. And welcome to the Big 12, UCF. You got to go. Uh, you shiny knights got to go to Manhattan for your Big 12 opener. Good luck, uh, Rush. Take it. Take it from here. Well, I think you said it. I think you said it from there. Is uh, I think I think their their loss in the first five weeks is how early their buy is. I think especially that Missouri game maybe creates a little bit of a scare. I do think they come out on top of that game, like I like I just mentioned, but get some nice and amped up to to take on UCF at home and I think they beat UCF pretty good yeah UCF has the team to score points the problem is they're playing against a team that's going to play defense with their offense and any amount of mistakes out of that UCF team is it's Mm -hmm. gonna be points they're they're gonna you know one fumble and one interception is gonna be worth 10 to 14 points that I think that they're not going to be able to score that much more and make those mistakes. 
I've got Kansas State winning this one. I wouldn't be surprised if it uh, kind of balloons up at the end here. Maybe it stays like 10 points throughout the game and then Kansas State gets like a, you know, a garbage time TD or, or they ice the game and make it 17 with five or six minutes left on the clock or something like that. I think this game, I think UCF is actually as talented as K-State, especially on the perimeter, but this is going to be the game where UCF, their first game, they, they got a cocky fan base, which is what we've learned over these last couple months coming into the Big 12. They think they're just going to come into the Big 12 and start winning right away. They're going to they're gonna find out how good some of these te- teams are in the trenches. I don't think the depth of UCF can handle that Kansas State offensive line and defensive line. I got K-State, like you guys said, pulling away late just running the ball down UCF's throat. 4-0, bye week, started off in uh, October, a place where Kansas State has really struggled over the years. They got to go to Gundyville, Stillwater. Shout out to Coach Gundy. Um, Rush, do you have an upset here, or do you got K-State finding a way to beat Gundy in Stillwater? So both of these teams have a bye before this game, so it's there's yep. not an advantage there. This is actually a great Friday, Friday night, game. night game too. Yep. Yeah, awesome Friday night game. Um, so we talked about Oklahoma state and their schedule and how great their schedule is, but this is one of those games at Oklahoma state, one of their, their tough opponents. Um, I think, but either this game or the following game at Lubbock will be their first loss. Uh, I I'm going to go, I think they beat Oklahoma state and we'll talk about Texas tech in a second uh, and I'll explain why, but I think they, I think they beat Oklahoma state and lose to Texas tech. I, um, the only thing that scares me about this game is that they beat their ass 48 to nothing last year. Yeah. And Gundy's going to have this one circled and it's in Stillwater. I think on the Oklahoma state preview, I still gave it to Kansas state, but uh, it's going to be a one score game at most. I think this could even be like a field goal wins by one or two game. I, I, I'm, I got Oklahoma state pulling it off and right there, Troy, you hit the nail on the head. 48, nothing last year. Gundy's got a whole week off the buy motherfucking them dudes ready. He's got them all wearing OAN t-shirts. He's going to have those guys <laughs> flying around. Uh, I got, I got K-State losing their first one, but if they do win this, I do agree that the following week would be their first loss. So I agree with Rush as they get a split on this road trip. So Rush, you have them losing in Lubbock, which would be yes, um, it not not a not a longer week to prepare, but an extra day to prepare in Lubbock on Saturday, October fourteenth. Yeah, I do, and I think Texas Tech's offense is. I could see this as them just throwing ball after ball, and the defense just can't keep up. Um, I think it's just going to be one of those games where I I do agree with your guys when they play Oklahoma State, it's not going to be like it was last year. And it, for to your point, and Oklahoma State could win this could win that game very much so, uh, but then they would bounce back, I think, against Texas Tech. But I, I just see of those two teams, Texas Tech having a better chance of beating Kansas State. So um, I guess we figured out how to pronounce Tyler Show's name right because they Shaw. they Shaw Show something like that. <laughs> but uh, what yeah, did, uh, did Patty Patty C said? Uh, you can't go by Shuck because what does Shuck rhyme with and what does Show rhyme with? You can't. You, you you're gonna have fans chanting shit if you're not if you're not producing. I um I think on the Texas Tech preview, I also gave this one to Kansas State. I think I was the only one that gave it to K State on the road. But um, I think Will Howard just has a little bit more of that. Uh, I can will a team to win than Tyler Show does, and. 
I mean, this one's still the time is TBD. So unless they put it at nighttime in Lubbock, I, I might Benedict it may be my a own. Nighttime, yeah. It might be. Yeah. Then I might Benedict my pick because uh, they'll wear the all black jerseys at nighttime and just look cool as shit, which is it's worth at least three or four points in my book. <laughs> uh but I, yeah uh, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go first look i'm gonna go kansas state on this one yeah this is a beautiful thing about doing team by team and you, you're not held to it yet on your records because we'll do our official records next week i had texas tech winning but i'm benedicting i got kansas state so i've given out k-state on their pod texas tech everybody wins on their pod in my book when let's I just do suck it. up to the fan bases that's <laughs> all you have to do yeah I, well except for two because those two i mean i'm gonna have texas going one and eleven they may beat rice i, I haven't decided maybe oh and twelve but uh, I'm going to go K-State because looking at the situational spot, we I think we all agree it's probably going to be a split here and we'll have them at 5-1. and one. It's just a matter of which one they get. I think um, just kind of expanding on Rush talking about, you know, this Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, TCU stretch being the first three hard games. Yep. And then the Texas-Baylor-Kansas, like those t- two three-game stretches. I think the first game of both of those stretches, because of how Kansas State likes to play, if they can get the ball rolling downhill against Oklahoma State and maybe beat them again by two possessions or something like that, whoa, Nelly, look out, because they might be able to run right through that first three-game stretch, and then you're thinking, man, we got a little bit more more breathing room. So, uh, yeah, just those that Oklahoma State and that Texas game are going to be – I mean, they're both on the road, and they're both going to be big spots. Yeah, no, no, completely agree. Uh, so we all five and one, and that sets up on the second perfect game, late October, just kick off the second half of Big 12 play. You got the rematch of the championship game, and those that watch our TCU show, um, a, a couple of TCU fans chirping saying that West Virginia has no shot against TCU because they, they're not going to be able to run the ball down their throat. But if you remember what we all said, we said West Virginia would have the recipe that Kansas State uh, has really given TCU fits, and that's just out physicaling them. And uh, I'll give it to you, Rush. Do you are you sticking with K State here in the rematch in the Big Twelve? I am, and I think this comes down to it's a could be a very 50-50 game, especially when it kicks off. But I think it comes down to the home team, and I think especially like with the way I see it, is Kansas State does a great job coming off of the loss. And I, like I said, I think they lose to Texas tech and I think they come off this, this loss, just back at home, back to, to getting to where they need to be, especially if it's a nighttime there late October, kind of getting a little colder in, in the little apple than it is in uh Fort worth, Texas. I, I do believe they beat TCU in this game. I am um, in the battle of the purple, purple. I like it. Um, I just, I think TCU has too many questions that they're trying to fill. And I think TCU loses. Uh, I mean, even if Max Duggan wasn't supposed to be the starter, when we were on that preview, we talked about how he willed that team to win four or five different times. And I yeah. just don't think, I don't think they have that level of a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I'll even go to say, I think Kansas state has that level of a quarterback. I think I will, will is going to will this team pun intended to plenty of wins this year. Um, I've got them beating TCU. I've got them undefeated right here so far this year. You did? Uh, oh yeah, you. I wait. Did you go with Oklahoma? And I don't think K-State? that's going to change. Did, I thought you went OKC. Okay, no, so I'm you going went, Kansas State. Ooh. Okay. So actually, 
um, composite-wise, we have him undefeated. I wrote that down wrong. I got him with one loss. Rush got him with one loss. Troy's got him undefeated. And I do agree with Andrew in the chat. This is could potentially going to be game day because um, TCU has that soft schedule the first five, six games. So I think they're going to be five and one, six and one. But we mentioned it. Duggan's not there anymore. He single-handedly willed them to that overtime game just to get it to overtime. Yeah. K-State dominates them in the trench. They almost beat him with the third-string quarterback in Fort Worth last year. Bad matchup. K-State rolls here nighttime and uh, in the Little Apple. And that sets up uh, Dana's going. Man, Dana was never good in uh, Manhattan. Is this another uh, game where Dana's going to walk out of Manhattan not knowing what hit him, Rush? Yes. Yeah, and I, I think Kansas State needs to be careful in this game not to look ahead to to the yep. following week at Texas and obviously the games behind that because then you start your next three-game stretch where things are going to get tough. Um, take advantage of this game. Use it to clean up anything you need to clean up. You know, figure a couple things out if you need to, because you need to get the soldiers ready for for the rest of your schedule. But I do think they beat Houston here, especially since it's in Manhattan. Yeah, I don't think any of these Big Twelve teams like uh, UCF and Houston and TCU specifically this year. I don't just I don't think they've got the physical power to hang out with Kansas State for a whole football game. I think Houston could even. I don't know if it's going to be a huge blowout or something like that, but once again, I think uh, some of these schools are going to look like they're hanging with Kansas state for two and a half to three quarters. And then the ball's just going to just roll them over and they're going to have a, you know, an, a seven and a half minute, 15 play drive that just changes the entire outcome of the game. I, I don't think Dana can get this done. If, if Gundy's mullet can't get it done, then Dana's fucking skirted egg with the shit hanging out the back. Is not going to work that well? <laughs> I Dane ain't getting this done. I and I'm higher on Houston than most, but he ain't getting this one done. Uh, another game where you just look at the trenches and I got the better quarterback. Whenever you're better in the trenches and you have the better quarterback and the better coach, I'm probably gonna ride with you. So eight and no composite. Rush and I have him at seven and one. Um, splitting that road trip. Troy has him at eight and zero. And here we go to lead off November, the final time in Austin. K-State has lost six in a row to Texas. Rush, I'll give it to you, but I know where I'm going on this one. This is payback. I think the world knows where you're going on this one, Ryan. Um, unfortunately, I believe Texas is going seven. He's going to make this seven wins in a row. I think this game's just going to be a absolute slaughter. For, for like, It's, it's going to come down to the last possible moment. Um, I think this game, I wouldn't be surprised if it's at a minimum, at least that 3.30 ABC game, if not obviously primetime. Um, but I, I think it's one of those, the way I just see this game, I think Texas has, whoever has the ball last will win. You know, it's at home, Texas. I see them just having the ball last and, and going down to kick a game-winning field goal or something like that. To me, this is a three to four point Texas win. Now, this is a, this is, a really, really interesting game in the fact that Texas definitely has the physical power to stick with Kansas State, and Texas definitely has yeah. the offensive talent and speed to probably score on Kansas State. But the problem is they've got a drunk head coach, and I'm not <laughs> I, I'm not taking Sarkeesian over Kleiman in a close game, even if it's in Austin. Um, 
horns down. Uh, Kansas State still rolling. Hopefully, uh, probably like number three or four in the nation by now. Dang, you're all in, Troy. Uh, I, you know, I thought I was high on them. And the way until you hear breaks, the until you hear the narrative, <laughs> I don't. Nobody else is picking them. I mean, for them to be seven to one coming off the Big Twelve championship, I mean, they're getting disrespected. They're going in there and they're they're ending that losing streak. This is going to be like the TCU win at Texas last year, a culture win where Texas just self implodes. And honestly, we're going to talk to Texas preview next. With the way the schedule breaks for Texas, I could see and the expectations so high they can't lose. Everybody's picked them. If it goes a little sideways early with Alabama and Baylor on the road. I could see them quitting on Sarkeesian and it just being a total dumpster fire and shit show of a season with Ewers, Manning, and that whole quarterback room and drama. I got Kansas State culture win. They're going to just grind it out in Texas. So composite, that's 9-0. and Talking college football playoffs, so I need to pull up those odds here in a minute. Does Baylor get them in Manhattan on a letdown spot? Uh, Rush, but you had them losing to Texas. So do you have them beating Baylor? Yes, and, and I, I, of course – like uh, my dark horse is Baylor that I brought it up, but I had this on the Baylor preview as a as a loss for them. I mean, they got to lose sometime, right? So no, I, I think they come maybe back. Maybe they're as, TCU. <laughs> maybe they are, but I I have uh, I have Kansas State beating Baylor in this game. Um, it's a home game, and and I think they're they're just so good. Like I really do think they're going to lose to Texas, and they're just so good at coming back um, after a loss and 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 just playing lights out and this does seem kind of like a fall for Baylor before they pick it up before the what I believe is to be the big 12 championship game for them so I had um on the Baylor preview I still took Kansas State and I think this is probably going to be one of the most entertaining big 12 games of the year um Dave Aranda kind of understands how to plug that middle and they're going to ask Will Howard to spread the ball out a little bit more than they they really uh want to comfortably do i still have kansas state winning this one but if this was in waco i think it could go the other way they uh the fact that they got them in manhattan this year is home team gonna help them out yeah i I really do think this one is just a straight home team game uh baylor's kind of my dark horse in the in the conference to rush but kansas state is my american pharaoh so (laughs) um I, I I'm with you, Troy. Um, I'm going to take the Wildcats here because Baylor got a back-to-back with them in TCU. My God, that's a tough back-to-back road spot for Baylor. Um, I just think I, they beat them last year, 31-3. I thought that they were better in the trenches once again. Although I will say, Aranda, Baylor, like you guys said, they're good in the trenches. But I just think Kansas State, they're really good at home late in the year. They get better and better. Um, so composite 10-0. I got him at nine and one. Troy's ten and zero. Rush is at eight and two, though. So I mean, they've already clinched the over and all. Or I guess Rush actually still has one more win. Um, week. All right, here we go. Do they finally lose at Kansas? Rush. Yes, I think this is the year they lose at Kansas. I'm probably benedicting myself here, but I think they lose at Kansas, <laughs> and of just years and years of just sexual frustration against Kansas State and. Just all of it, all of it comes to this point where Kansas prevents Kansas State from going to the Big Twelve Championship game. I have this game as a loss for Kansas State. I um I had Kansas losing to Kansas State on the Kansas preview, but going to Lawrence at ten and zero 
would be <laughs> the funniest time for Kansas to win this game. Um, but it's not going to happen. Kansas State still, <laughs> Kansas State's still going to win this game. I, uh, I do think Kansas has enough to score with them again, but I don't think that they're prepared to do so as efficiently as Kansas State's going to make some of these teams have to play in order to beat them. I, I've got Kansas State winning this game on the road, which sets up the, the one. Perfect season. Almost. <laughs> until everybody in games is on their own money line. The, so, the, Kansas, K-State's had some really good basketball teams, but for some reason they can never win a big game against Kansas in basketball. Kansas can't beat K-State in football. It's it rolls reverse. It evens I got, out. It evens out. K-State gets the fall. 11-0. I got him at 10-1. Troy 11-0. Rush at 8-3. Rush, I'll hand it right back to you. So TCU went 12-0. They had to beat Iowa State in Fort Worth to complete the undefeated season. I'm not saying you don't have them at 11 and 0, but do they beat Iowa State this year to clinch a spot in the Big 12 uh, championship, most likely? And hit uh, the over for you. For me, hit the over. I don't know if yeah. they'll be clinching the Big 12. We'll, we'll do our amended final uh, predictions next week. I know what I know that we're doing that. Um, so before a month ago, when everything everything was just going down at Iowa State, I probably would have said Kansas State will either lose Farmageddon or their game against Kansas. I, I think they'll lose to Kansas, but they're they're not going to lose this game now with with uh, Iowa State. Yeah. I have a feeling we're what Troy's setting up for here. Uh, but but they'll beat Iowa State. <laughs> Iowa State's going to end up being the worst team this year. And the so Rush is on the over officially. Uh, yeah. he joined, it is, well, unanimous over. Uh, <laughs> Troy, do they get the perfect regular season? They got to play Iowa State last. After all the bullshit that Iowa State has to go through and then gives them a chance <laughs> to go through two months of building up a team and then having a fucking Super Bowl, even though they've only won three or four games maybe by this point. Everyone in Ames is going to be on the money line going into Manhattan. <laughs> I mean... 10 to 9 last year, they, by the they, way. They're, the they're even, they're even going to be... They're going to be able to wait until they get into Kansas so that they won't have the same Iowa tracking on their, their gambling bet. The whole team's going to be on their own money line, right? Kansas <laughs> State. K- Kansas State. K-State goes undefeated. Damn. Yeah, damn. I, 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 I'm not picking against him against Iowa State. Hell, Iowa State players are going to be betting on K State in this game. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I got him 11 and one. Rush nine and three. Troy 12 and 0. Composite 12 and 0. Damn, I did not see myself going 11 and one, but I like the way the schedule shakes, man. Um, That's what happened all, to me with the Texas Tech last week. You don't you don't imagine it, and then you start going through. You're like, I'm drinking the Kool Aid right now. <laughs> and I got the soft spot for K State. They came through for me last year, twelve to one. I already tweeted it out. Let's run it back. Uh, what's I mean, the seven, four? Seven to seven to one is just unbelievably this, too long shot of odds for a team that just won the Big Twelve. I'm with you, man. It's disrespectful. They should even be two, where Oklahoma uh, that, is. That means that even to appear in the Big Twelve championship game, you're probably going to get two and a half to one, or maybe three to one, or something like that. Exactly. So, Rush, you're on the on the over, but you are the lowest on this team at nine sure. and three by default. What do you think the floor would be if, like, other than Will Howard gets hurt? I mean, that yeah, would be let, we'll, we'll put injuries to the side. I would see maybe the floor they slip up at Missouri, yeah. maybe add a boneheaded loss, and they're probably the floor seven and five. But I don't even that's like 
I, I think that's why this over unders at, at the perfect spot. I think it's going to be like eight or nine wins. That's at least how I see it there. I think their floor they, to ceilings, like eight to nine wins. They got a good schedule in terms of, they got five home games. They were on the right. Just side what really the hurts road. them is having yeah, that early they, bye week. That's, that's a, like in a way that's a loss for them. It's too bad. Their bye week's not a couple weeks later. That that's my concern. I'm, I'm high on them because I like their brand of football but I think their floor is right there at eight and four. I could see them losing. They've got to have the toughest road schedule, right? At Missouri, at Oklahoma state, at Lubbock, at Texas and at Kansas. Those are, they don't even get like a break on the road. They don't get to go to Ames in like week two or something like that. Uh, Yeah. I could see them. I could see them losing four games still, even though I have them picked to win every game on their schedule. (laughs) <laughs> um, that, that, that Baylor game is freaky. That Kansas game will be freaky if they're nine and one or 10 and oh, going into Lawrence. Um, and that Stillwater game is, it could be a payback game for Gundy and, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want him getting, getting propaganda going in that locker room. He's already <laughs> pretty good at it. Um, so, so Troy, should we get on? So we're on them seven to one to win the Big Twelve. I mean, if I got them at eleven to one, you got them at twelve and zero. We got to take them to at seven to one, fifteen to one to make the college football playoff too. I mean, if they if they how many games can they drop to get in the playoff? One. I don't think they one. can drop two. They can't. That seems two. to be the common theme every year. They can't drop two. Not not in this conference, Mm-mm. just because they're not gonna the the rest of the conference isn't gonna let them get like a. They're not gonna get to go to Texas and play the number three team in the country or something like that. The, everyone's going to eat up on each other. So the kind of the reason why I'm so high on Kansas state is the big 12's only chance to get a team in is going to be Kansas state. All these other teams are playing, you know, like Oklahoma state's going to try to knock off Oklahoma as hard as they can. And everyone's going to be trying to take the legs out from under Texas. The only real front runner I see without any animosity across the schedule, Kansas state. Yeah, and they got they got a guy that's used to being dominant too. I mean, Kleiman was sixty nine and six at North Dakota State. I know that's nice. the FCS, but I mean, he had two first round picks. He didn't have slapdicks on his team. I mean, in his fifth year, his final year in North Dakota State, they went they kept knocking on the door. It was fifteen and one, thirteen and two, twelve and two, fourteen and one, and finally his last year as a Bison, fifteen and zero. So maybe this. Maybe he's he's following the same trajectory here, and maybe not undefeated, but hey, maybe we'll just one or two losses. Um, let me ask you this: future of this program going forward, is this a premier program in the Big Twelve football wise, with climbing and building off of the rich history and tradition going forward with Texas and Oklahoma leaving? I I think well, I think it, you just said the person that it depends on. Does climbing stay? Does he see that and be like, I found my spot here. I want to stay yeah. here. Or five and see- a half million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, that's what I'm saying. But, but, or you see Venables not having a great year and then Oklahoma takes climbing with them to the sec. Where did, uh, where did climbing Cl- played at Northern Iowa? So he is, I mean, he is a Midwest guy. Like you said, through yeah. thick and thin, he was a GA at Kansas. He's a big Iowa, Illinois guy. Obviously, the Dakotas, K State. I really hope he stays here, especially with the playoff going to twelve teams. They can be in the playoff every single year with the way that they play football. Oh yeah, and you have way in in a 
career with very, very little job security. You have, it's kind of like what we talked about with Matt Campbell. It's the same thing here is you could be at this program. You could be the next Bill Snyder if you want, but it, it's, it's what he wants. And I think it just it, going back to going full circle on this whole Kansas state preview. Yeah. They, they could be the premier because that's the question is when this becomes the big 16, um, who, who's going to be at the top year after year. And if it's going to be Kansas state, Kleiman needs to stay there. I think you're going to see the uh, the new holy triumvirate form between Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Kansas as the the three teams that are picking each other off and always fighting for at least one of the two spots in the championship game. I um I think that I think that Oklahoma State Kansas State rivalry is going to become something pretty special, especially if if Kleiman does stay and you know Gundy's probably hanging out at Oklahoma state until he fucking dies on the sidelines. That could become a, a pretty cool matchup between those two teams. I if those guys hang around for a while. Plus Colorado yeah. joining next year. Yeah, Colorado. Bring Colorado back. Great position. Andrew makes a good uh, uh, comment in the chat that Kleiman's best friend or one of his really good friends is Gene Taylor. I did know that. So maybe that plays a factor. Can't, Gene Taylor's an unbelievable job there. You look mm-hmm. at what they're doing in basketball with Jerome Tang. You got Chris Kleiman. I mean, Kansas State's in, in the right position. You know what? And Rush, we talk about it at West Virginia all the time, man. They're they're no they're non no nonsense, no bullshit, just strict winning. That's all that matters. Business like, and that that's what they do. They're a reflection of Manhattan, the state of Kansas, the Midwest all together. This is a perfect team. Uh, just the way they play football, and I I. You know what, Troy? I don't think they're going to win it, but I will take a sprinkle because it's 150 to one to win it all. If if we got them going the playoff, you got to take at least you know a little little pizza bet. So I mean, so we are high on the Kansas State Wildcats. I I knew I I knew I, I am this high, team, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Troy's obviously high high on the Kansas State Wildcats. Yeah. Uh, we're all on the over, but before we get out of here. Rambling Rush, tell everybody where to find you, my man. At Rambling Rush, Twitter and Instagram. And for the West Virginia side of things, uh, check out the Ryan and Rush show, the show Ryan and I do. Um, please subscribe on YouTube. Almost at 1,000 subscribers there. So any extra subscriptions, of course, helps. And we just love you all and appreciate the support. You can always find me over on the X uh, at Troy Tuning, uh, just T-R-O-Y-C-H-E-W-N-I-N-G. Oh. Any numbers after that? Any long yeah, hotline if you, numbers? Um, <laughs> if you get abused by my if you get abused by my memes and you live in Maine, call one eight hundred. Go fuck yourself. And uh... <laughs> hey, it, 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 like you guys said, uh, like Russ said, uh, go follow the Ryan and Russ show or other show. We're West Virginia guys. West Virginia and K State get along. Our new head basketball coach was a walk on at Kansas State. He single-handedly is one of the main reasons I'm a secret Kansas State fan. One of my best friends uh, coming up through the business and coaching, Josh Eiler. And then, obviously, Hugs got that thing going. Handed it off to Frank Martin, then to Bruce Weber, then to Drum Tang. So, I mean, West Virginia K-State, we love each other. We're, we are the Big 12. Absolutely. Go follow me at Moneyline underscore Mac and uh, on X, that is. And, uh, yeah, we are all on the over for the Kansas State Wildcats. Thank God West Virginia does not play Kansas State this year. Good, you're not the player. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think they're, no they're going to get them in Dallas? 
No. Nah, you, you know what? Hey, the, we, we may give him a run for who's got a better offensive line, and I'll leave it at that. So good luck, everybody, with your bets, and let it ride.